Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, at least you've got a baby. Yes. You would never say that for any other law. I've always found that a very weird thing. What does that mean? Well, at least you have one child. Yeah. Yes, of course. It doesn't negate that I've had this loss as well. Yes, exactly. Mm. It was already difficult because, you know, when you're pregnant um, and you have friends or family members who are pregnant at the same time, it's a constant reminder seeing other people's, you know, bellies growing and then yours, you know, stopping and your journey stops quite abruptly. And so I became more and more isolated. So I think with every miscarriage, especially after the second one, I started to withdraw. Mm. I started to withdraw and go sort of into myself, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I started to not really talk to many people. I started to just, I guess, disappear. You are listening to the Dope Black Mums podcast. I'm welcoming Dope Black Mum of Two, host of podcast Motherhood, Mental Health and Me, Janet Albinian to the podcast. Welcome, welcome. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. So when we were trying to schedule a time to meet, um, you said, can we meet at 7.45 as I need to get the kids down? <laughs> and I immediately thought, oh my God, military precision. How are you like <laughs> committing to such accuracy? So in your household, are you aiming for like 7.30 and you're clear by quarter two? Or is quarter two the magic number in the household? So 7.30 kids are down. Yeah. But I just needed some time to kind yes. of get myself together. To decompress from that whole event. Exactly. Yeah. Switch from mummy to podcast. Um, and yeah, I just wanted a window and I didn't want to, you know, be late for, I hear for my you. time with you. So I, that's my thought. Well, and I thought eight you. might be too, yeah, and I thought eight might be too late, too far. So you know, in the middle, we'll go for 7.45. Yes. <laughs> and did the kids go down at 7.30? Well, one is still floating around. Ooh, 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 <laughs> okay, have a visitor then. Uh, yes, pardon, say that again? We could have a visitor then. Well, no, 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 she's with daddy, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And the other one was down way before because um, I forgot her nap today. So right. Her afternoon nap, so she was already. God, like, bedtime, it's, yes. it's, such, it's such a thing, isn't it? such a puzzle. It every, is. every day it feels different for me. And every day I like kind of slightly dread it. But no, obviously that we have to do it. Yes. Um, well, thank you. Thank you for being here tonight. And um, fingers crossed for all the babies staying asleep. Yes. Um, so Motherhood, Mental Health and Me. Great title for a podcast. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> so <laughs> what led you to start your weekly podcast? Well, I've had a really challenging journey to motherhood. Mm. I had four consecutive miscarriages between my two children. I'm so sorry to hear this. That's okay. And in that time, it was really difficult for me to, well, it was quite a lonely journey, to be honest. And there weren't that many voices or stories 
um, out there and it really did help me when I would go online or go on YouTube. And I didn't know any friends who had been through so many mm-hmm. and you sort of talk about it once and then can you talk about it again and again and again each after each um, miscarriage. And so really I just wanted to sort of create a space for me to share my experience my experience in the hopes that you know there might be some other people who've been through this and other things as well and to connect and also even though it's so scary and frightening to kind of put everything on the line um I it really really helped me reading people's blogs and you know going through YouTube and going online and listening to the people that had, had been through it and so I thought I want to I guess put my voice in the space and and do that as well well thank you thank you for sharing your story and I'm sure it's helping others because I know it's helped me hearing other people's stories and reading how other people I suppose coped how it affected them how it showed up so for you after the first the first miscarriage what goes through your mind when you are trying again Gosh, so many things because yeah. I, I had a, my first baby, you know, we tried and after two months I got pregnant very easily. So I, I, I expected that I would have another baby very quickly, very easily. So when I lost the second pregnancy, my first miscarriage, I was in shock. Um, I was, um, yeah, in shock and then in denial a bit and then really thinking, oh, that it's definitely going to happen for me again, that it was a mistake or it was just a one-off or loads of things went through my mind and I became quite obsessed and focused on, okay, what do I have to do? How are we going to try again? Tracking my cycle. Right. Um, you know, it was my mission. Do yes. You know, I guess because when things didn't go the way I thought they want, they were supposed to go, I wanted to feel a bit in control. I feel like I lost control and I wanted to, how do I get back in control? And that was through tracking everything and becoming a bit obsessed. And, um, you know, my whole focus was, you know, I wasn't pregnant. How do I get pregnant again? And with your next miscarriage experiences, are you telling people? Yes. So the first one I told, obviously, you know, the first three months, you're not supposed to say anything. So it's quite difficult. So I remember the day I left the hospital when they told me my baby, there was no heartbeat. Mm. I remember calling my sister to say, oh, I was pregnant and now I'm not pregnant. So in the same breath, I've lost yeah. the baby. Yeah. And what do you think about that tradition of not saying anything? Is it helpful or, or could we rethink it? Because I hear that so often that you're told not to say anything and then when they're unfortunately is a loss it's even harder to talk about it or or share with anybody and um it can be a bit isolating can't it yeah it's really it really is tough I mean I don't I think the reason I guess the reason why they say you shouldn't tell anyone is because the chances of having miscarriages are quite high in the first three months but maybe one has you just have to do what's right for you as an individual you know know, going through it you know I'm just not I'm not too sure to be honest with you because 
as my journey to motherhood continued, I started to tell less and less people about what was going on. Um, So it is, I guess it's a very individual thing. Individual choice. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. um, So, yeah, it was... It was a shock, but in terms of after the first miscarriage, it was a shock, but I was so confident I was going to have another one, like the next time. Mm -hmm. It was like, I'll just keep going, you know. Mm -hmm. And then when it happened again, and then again, just what, how, how, how are you functioning? How are you still parenting? (laughs) How are you still showing up in your marriage, in your life, in mm. your day-to-day being? How does that work? Um, well, it's been really, really, really tough, mm. to be honest. And I think mm. part of me wanting to do this podcast is so is, has, it's an outlet for me yes. to, to talk. And I think, yeah, my mental health has just sort of been frayed through it all. But the second one was really bad. Um because I really wasn't expecting that this was going to happen again. And it was already difficult because, you know, when you're pregnant um, and you have friends or family members who are pregnant at the same time, it's a constant reminder seeing other people's, ba- you know, bellies growing and then yours, st- you know, stopping and and your journey stops quite abruptly. And... So I became more and more isolated. So I think with every miscarriage, especially after the second one, I started to withdraw. Mm. I started to withdraw and go sort of into myself, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I started to not really talk to many people. I started to just just sort of, I guess, disappear um, mm. because I, I did not know how to cope with it. And I was just holding on. And also it's really challenging because a lot of people, you know, I was getting sort of responses that, oh, at least you got pregnant or at least you've got one. Or so it's almost like there really wasn't much space for me to grieve or to express my trauma or because I have a child already and so on and so forth. So it was really difficult. Um, But in terms of my marriage, even, you know, situations like friends, children's birthday parties or you know, with every loss, there was a, a due date that that I never, you know, I never saw. I never got to hold my child. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. and like my sister-in-laws, I have two, were both pregnant at various times. And, you know, one of them had a birthday party and it was, I didn't know how I was ever going to see them again or that child because the baby was, her due date was like within a week of, of yeah. mine. One of them that never made it. Just too close. Too close. Just too close. Yeah. And, um, but in terms of my relationship, so, I mean, my husband was amazing and is amazing. We kind of created a space for us both to grieve. And I didn't have to attend parties or do things for other people's sake or for anyone else's sake. I didn't have to show up if I didn't want to show up um, because I was going through something and we were going through something um and it was I mean it was tough it was it was it was it's awful an awful very lonely 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 experience and um yeah it's so much loss and I'm so sorry 
to hear this and sending you and your husband and your family so much love because it is that is a massive massive weight to bear during this time all of all of this tragedy is there anything well for anybody listening mm. and for others who are trying to support people going through this what didn't you find useful are there any terms or ways people approached you or dealt with you anything that just was like for me this is a straight no do not yeah. say this do not do that anything that you was just a hard no for you yes a few things firstly I think if you somebody's like supporting someone or with the miscarriage she's gone through I don't it really didn't help for friends and family to offer their opinions mm. as to why the baby's gone. Oh, why this happened? Yes. Oh, gosh. You know, like, right. oh, it's because yeah. either you work too hard or you're doing right. this. Because or... we're all medical professionals. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Or it's because of this or that. Because I, I'm talking for myself, I'm already feeling guilty that yes. what have I done? Did I exercise yeah. too much or I didn't exercise enough? Was I, you know, was I not eating the right food? Was I too stressed? Did I, you know, so I'm already going through my own guilt and I don't need it really wasn't helpful to have any conspiracy theories on top of this. Yeah. Or people's mm. opinions or their ideas, or is it because you ate this um, and you shouldn't have eaten this or whatever. So that's really, that really wasn't helpful. Um, okay. That's good. So no conspiracy theories. Keep, keep your, those opinions to yourself. Yes. And comments or ide any, any ideas or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Saying things like, at least you got pregnant. Yes. Or at least you've got a baby. Yes. You would never say that for any other loss. No, exactly. You would never say that. It's, it's so, uh, so, so brutal, isn't yeah. it? A, yeah, yeah. I've always found that a very weird thing. What does that mean? Well, at least you have one child. Yeah. And yes, of course. It doesn't negate that I've had this loss as well. Yes, exactly. Mm. And, and that's the thing. When, like, I lost my father a few years ago. When my, nobody says, oh, at least you had a dad. You know, they just sympathize and say I'm sorry for your loss and that's it and then they give me then there's space to mm -hmm. for me to grieve or, or not speak or speak or whatever but with the miscarriages is, isn't that and so that is a thing I would say not to just treat it like it is a loss and you know it's enough to say I'm sorry for your loss or I'm sorry I heard you had a miscarriage and if the person's ready to talk about it they will if they're not they won't but the fact that you know someone said I'm sorry it creates space to talk about it as opposed to at least you've I don't know been pregnant or yeah giving or... giving you that space and on the flip side what did you find useful so oh, yes. great to have space to talk about it is there anything yeah. else useful that you could share that really helped you any coping mechanisms that helped or any people or support or yeah. words or phrases or well a few things resources De yes well definitely for me the two charities tommy's and the miscarriage association really helped Fabulous. and right. again all the women that have put gone on camera and spoken about their grief or their journey just i held on to every single word mm. of every story that i could find or the women mm. that wrote the blogs, because I did not know how I was going to get through it and if it was possible to get through it. And these women had got through it. 
And they were just, so watching, listening, reading about their stories, for me personally, really, really helped me. Yeah, because in in the, the moment of the deepest grief and the deepest loss, it it may be hard and it is hard to understand that there is a new day that can come. But just yes. to hear these people can give you that little inkling of hope and, and kind of that kind of moment, even if it's just for a day, there's a moment where this person's done it, maybe I can do it too. I think it's also important for friends or loved ones to know that it's a really long process, this grieving. Mm-hmm. It's a really long process. So... Um, it might take a while, mm. weeks, months, years, mm. even, where it hasn't maybe, just forgotten. Yes, yeah, so maybe people check in on the fir- first couple of weeks, first couple of months, but then do you mean kind of the, the support? Kind yeah, of just off, Or just to give me space that I could still be grieving? No, yes, I'm just saying that as in be open to checking in and saying, how, mm. how are you? The mm. thing is, I didn't really get many people checking in. I find this really weird as well. And I find this with loss in general. And I wonder if, well, I've had loss in my life. And I feel when I've talked about this before, people have said, I didn't want to remind you. And I was like, you, you, you can't not remind me. These things are always with you. You're never not going to forget these people, our loved ones, Um, our children, our fathers, our family, the people that we've lost are always with us. It's not like you're going to talk about it and just suddenly remind me that I've lost somebody. Mm. We, We know this. So I've always thought of people maybe scared to remind you. Yes. Um, of maybe why people don't check in. Yeah. And I think also I agree. And I also think maybe they don't know, people don't know what to do or what Mm -hmm. to say Mm -hmm. or how to handle it because Mm. You know, it's not everybody knows or is always maybe the people are not even comfortable mm. even dealing with it because mm. because it's um it's painful. It's painful, it's dark. Yeah. It's you know. So so bar bar those resources, what would you have appreciated people saying? Is it just the check in? Yeah. Is it acknowledging think, it? Yeah. Oh yeah, acknowledgement mm-hmm. is yeah, mm-hmm. most definitely. Hi, mm-hmm. how are you? Mm. Like you said, this is happening. This will carry on for days, weeks, months, years. This will always be with me. You're not going to suddenly remind me that I've had this loss. So it, it is okay to talk about it. It's okay to acknowledge it. And I, I, I agree. I think people get a little bit scared of kind of how to handle it or if they're going to say the wrong thing. But I think it's weirder to not acknowledge it. Exactly. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I think this is the thing. I think it's also acceptance. On, like they have friends and people have to accept that actually this has happened to this person. It really has. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we can't, let's not pretend like it hasn't. Because mm. it's, it, well, for me, it's changed me completely. Totally. Totally. I think it, it does trivialize everything, doesn't it? It, it well for me loss in general kind of trivializes a lot of things what do you mean I suppose it makes you really appreciate what you do have yeah um but I suppose it is it makes you really appreciate everything you do have but I remember um 
when I was grieving at one point and kind of seeing a paramedic laugh. And I was just like, I don't know how you can, or some, I actually saw a paramedic whistling. And I was like, how can you be so joyful as you can whistle? And, and for me, I was just like, I don't know how you can do that. Um, so I suppose I'm saying that it, it lost just kind of, it does change the fabric of you. Yes. And it, and that, that is always with you. And I, I distinctly remember kind of life before loss and life after it. And I remember it feeling different yes. and it kind of grounds, grounds you in a way because um, it really brings you back to the basics. So I suppose and it trivializes everything else. It kind of just brings you back to what's important and what's not. Does yeah. this matter? Does it not? It's clarifying is maybe what I'm trying to say. Yes, no, I completely, completely agree with you. So during this, this, this whole period for you, you're obviously still a mother. Mm-hmm. What, what were you... How were you mothering through this? Did you talk to your child about what was happening for you? Um, no. So my daughter was about two. Okay. I don't know. I think I just kept it all within and kind of mm. put a brave face on and kept going because I really believed or I thought that um, I wasn't, well, I thought that this wasn't really happening and I was going to get pregnant yeah. again. You know, yeah. it's only it's only in hindsight, like way, 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 like it's been a few years since the last one that it's mm. sort of the dust is settling and I'm realizing actually this was, you know, a really challenging time for me. But um, I didn't, I, but I, I do remember feeling, especially after the first one, really protective over my daughter. I remember going oh. into her room as she slept. Yeah. Watching over her. Yeah. Afraid that, you know, yeah, I, I I can I can watch my children start crying just watching them sleep and yeah. just you just want to hold them so tightly, don't you? I totally understand. Through your motherhood, mental health in me, through your podcast, through your weekly talks, and everything you're sharing about all of your experiences through motherhood, um, have you had any reflections looking back on everything you've been through? anything oh. yes <laughs> so so many yeah my goodness me in terms of what because my podcast I sort of I'm reflecting on this miscarriage motherhood journey I'm mm. reflecting on me as a mother and my childhood I'm reflecting on my relationship and the kind of world I'm trying to create for my children. So I guess, and you know, where I am, who am I and where I am in life right now. And so I guess the whole, almost every episode, there is some, is an opportunity for me to reflect um, on, I guess, my life and, you know, I guess what I want, where I'm trying to get to, where I'm trying to go and what's important and what I value um so yes there's there's there are a lot of reflections in there there's yeah. been a lot of I've, yeah I feel like I've gone through a huge I don't know transformation and you know COVID and then these losses of these kids and yeah you know my role as a mother and these children I'm raising and so yeah and and having 
share because I know you've shared um, your story obviously on your podcast but on other news outlets it's really brave to to keep on sharing keep on talking like you said you saw other people sharing which helped you through this journey is there anything that you'd like to say to anyone listening right now who is experiencing loss yeah I mean I would say I really do I do really kind of think that talking or talking therapies as it's called is really helpful so finding somebody that you can confide in or trust to talk about whatever's going on with you um, is amazing and it's the first step to maybe healing and moving forward um, it's so easy I think sometimes well for me to just go through things I put my head down and just keep going and keep going keep going keep going um, but I found that I was crashing I was even after I had the baby that I wanted so badly I mean it was really quite terrible so I think just finding a safe space someone that you trust that you can talk to can really help listening yeah. to other people who are who've been brave enough to talk about what they're going through can also maybe that I think sometimes gives you permission to mm-hmm. be to actually say actually I'm not doing so well or you know I need to you know make a change or do something mm-hmm. or um so, yeah, I think finding somebody to they trust to talk to. Someone, finding someone you trust to share with. Yeah. I, I think that's brilliant. Well, thank you. Thank you for everything you're doing with your podcast. Thank you for sharing. I have no doubt this is helping others who are in this moment immediately and also people who are trying to support women in this moment and families experiencing loss so thank you for sharing your story so bravely dope black moms if you'd like to join the dope black moms private facebook group please search dope black moms on facebook don't forget to rate review and subscribe please follow on all socials at dope black moms thanks so much for listening hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. Mm. 